From the LiveX studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Corey Banky, my partner here at Cheesehead TV. I am coming to you live from my living room in New York City. Corey joins us live from Green Bay, Wisconsin, across the street from Lambeau Field, and we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we'll try not to freak out about all the injuries and focus on the big win over the Steelers, as well as look ahead to the big showdown with the Bengals. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we got. Welcome back, Randall Cobb. We got the bad, we got. Josiah DeGuara, buddy, time to bounce back. We got the ugly, we got. Jair's injury. I got something for that, Corey. You know how usually I like to pour myself a beer for these shows. Uh, today I'm imbibing on the Travis Jervy old-fashioned. Why are you keeping that going? Need, I told you I was going to make a new read. I'm going to redo the Travis Jervy old fashioned. I do not want yours. I don't know. I don't want whatever you have in your hand to become the Cheesehead TV Travis Jervy old fashioned. You, you don't no even know what's so in my hand right now, sir. Let me tell you. Because holy well, cow, coach talking about Jair today at his presser was kind of depressing. Um, they're trying to avoid every possible facet of having to shut him down for the year, which of course they would. But man, don't feel as great about it as I did earlier in the week. I'll tell you that. But we're not going to start with a downer, Corey. Although I that's almost what, kind of already you're did. At. You're actually. Good but at that. we're going to start with what, Corey? What? What do we do now? Uh, the hotness. That's right. We're going to start with the hotness, and ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, fresh off the press, we have a new intro for this segment. We told you last week we're going to have a new intro for the hotness, and here it is. Nicholas, roll that thing. Yeah, the hotness, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Starting with the hotness. See, now we're, I like now we're it. up. Now we're good. Um, I like it. This week's hotness. Last week we had a, we featured an Aaron Rodgers throw. This week we feature an AJ Dillon run. Now some of you may have seen this run during yeah. the Carry the G program on Monday night, but I don't care because that's how hot this thing is. Uh, let's roll it. Let's let's take a look, Paige. Let's let's see what's going on with this agent. Look at this. Look at look at that line. Look at that hole. Mm. Look at this man. Mm. Right down to the one yard line. I mean, Corey, you cannot describe that. Gotta love as it. Anything other than the hotness. I mean, that is. I mean, obviously, it would have been great if he had gotten in and done a Lambo leap. Who knows what may have had. It may have been too hot for TV at that point. But that is this week's hotness. But now it's time. Tito, what's up, Tito? Um, and now it's time yeah. for uh, now it's time for the news. Starting with Jair Alexander, most likely Jair will be out against the Bengals. That is the official designation that Matt Lafleur used at his uh, press conference. I'd like to go a step further and say there's no way in hell he's going to play against the Bengals, but most likely out is the terminology that Lafleur used moments ago at the podium. This is live, Corey. We're always live and. Matt LaFleur just literally speaking with reporters about 20 minutes ago before we went live saying Jair, Jair Alexander, they're going to do everything they can to avoid surgery because if he does have to have surgery, 
he will most likely be out for the rest of the remainder of the season, which nobody wants, of course, obviously. They want to be, you know, obviously protective of the player, do the, do right by Jair. Um, hopefully, God willing, if you believe in that sort of thing, um, he won't have to have surgery and they will be able to uh, bring him back at some point eventually. I would expect, though, given what they're talking about, I would be very, very surprised if they don't place him on injured reserve at some point this week, just to give him a three-week sit-down at the minimum. Yikes. Um, another piece of news. Uh, Corey, I know you were really privy to uh, all the Twitter drama today. I, I, I say that facetiously because I know you weren't. Uh, the Packers signed Razul Douglas, a cornerback. I did see who, that. I saw that. A former, former Eagles draft pick uh, who also spent time with the Panthers and was up until – Today on the Arizona Cardinals practice squad, the Packers signed Douglas in lieu of trading for Stephon Gilmore. I really hope Packers fans had a great time from roughly about, I mean, it was about, you know, the start of the day. I mean, the first tweet was Schefter dropped his tweet that the Patriots are going to be releasing Gilmore very early in the morning. And my entire Twitter feed, basically throughout the entirety of the morning and into the early afternoon, was about the Packers needing to make this happen, need to trade for Stephon Gilmore. And I kept saying to people, don't get your hopes up. And how many times do we have to see this? And it wasn't helped by the fact, of course, that both Albert Breer and Greg, Greg Bedard are putting out there like, oh, he wants to play in Green Bay. Oh, the Packers are the, mm-hmm. you know, the leading contender in league circles, like blah, blah, blah. That's all the agent just pumping stuff up. They know... And as Rob reported afterwards, yes, Packers have been on this for a while. But isn't it interesting? One of the reasons the Panthers were able to make the trade is, A, of course, they have a a quarterback who doesn't have the monster contract Aaron Rodgers has. But um, several teams wanted to make this trade, such as like the Chiefs or the, the Ravens or indeed the Packers. But none of them could absorb uh, the the – cap hit and or the, yep. uh, the contract basically well would have taken up all everything we had left right well more than that more than that that's the thing there's a difference between the cap we would have had to the, restructure uh, like 200 grand or something well probably even more than that but the thing is is it's just funny that people get so upset and it's like because they see oh the panthers just traded a six round pick well yeah they uh, traded a six round pick and, and they, they took, took on, on his the contract, contract. <laughs> you know, that, that's where no uh, one, I guess, wants to pay attention to. But, you know, the fact that the Packers were in on it is not surprising. You know, Brian going to be in on every conversation. Gutekunst. It just the timing of it was hilarious because all day the Stefan Gilmore talk is going on and then it doesn't happen. And then legit the Packers dropped on. They announced the Razul Douglas signing moments mm-hmm. after the the Gilmore traded news. to the Panthers news. It really reminded me of when, you know, Ted almost traded for Marshawn Lynch and then signed Dimitri. Uh, what was his name? Dim- Dimitri. I can't remember his last name. No the one cares. Running no back off the Falcons practice squad. You know, but then they, D- Dimitri Nance. Oh, and then they ended up going to the Super Bowl anyway. You know, everyone's you know all upset. Had the... Like, they didn't make this move. Blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, they won a Super Bowl. You know how we had the hotness sec- section before the news section? Mm-hmm. And I thought that the hotness section would distract me from being bored by the news section. <laughs> yeah, right. How's that working out? It, it didn't. It didn't work. It didn't. Work. I do like the maybe hotness. Maybe we need to. Maybe we need to maybe expand let's like, the hotness. If you want the news, right? Like maybe like watch Packers Daily or something. I don't know. Um, 
You know no. what I'm saying? Like you're like reminded no, by people I, I that I will always forget and I don't want to spend any bandwidth on. You're like, remember the running back from the Falcons that we took Dimitri back in 1978? Uh, that was 2010 when they won the Super Bowl, sir. Oh, Sorry, my goodness. Hey, uh, Mike Witt says, Ramage said he could beat Nagler in a beer chugging contest. I do not. No, that's not true. I, okay. Well, um, well Ramage, no I mean, there's no way. Ramage, you're welcome to that. try. But here, here, Ramage, I got something for you, buddy. <laughs> Apparently, um, he said it. So in I'm, stream I'm, I'm down in the old fashioned first because of the Jair news. But I also have in reserve the uh, glass full of beer, the glass that Olive got me for Father's Day. Uh, I'm halfway through that already. So I'm ready to go. Buddy, whenever you need, and this well, thing. No is, wonder you can't. Like, no wonder you can't remember head, so. the tenth string practice squad. I know, right? I mean, that we I've dulled my senses. I've I've tried to like forget about it. So all, surprising, you know, already. Um, are we done with so the there news we go. yet? We got... Nope, nope. Uh, Packers are apparently in the mix on Jalen Smith, the linebacker who was cut by the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Rappaport putting it out there earlier today, earlier this afternoon, that the Packers are in the mix on Jalen Smith. Uh, he cited the connection Matt LaFleur was at Notre Dame when Jalen Smith was there, which instantly made me think of Will Fuller. Last year, they were, the Packers were connected to Fuller, and Goody made an offer to the Texans to try to trade for him and wouldn't budge off of his price point. The Texans wanted a third-round pick, I believe it was, and Goody comes was hell no. And I think that was the right call when you look at what Will Fuller's doing in, Dol- in Dolphin Land this year. But uh, now here we go with Jalen Smith. It, I, I would suspect this is like Matt Lafleur going. I, I I want my guy. I want my, I know him. Like let's bring him in. I will say though, Jalen Smith looks completely washed. So I'm fine yeah. if Goody Kunz doesn't make this move. But maybe Matt Lafleur says, "Hey, you know, put him in the right situation." Blah blah blah. We'll see what happens. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, you want to talk about the offense, Corey? Since you, we're all done with yes. the news, you don't want to talk about the news. I actually news have done. notes, and none of my notes. Okay, look. See, this is why you want to get me. to the uh, the other sections. It's because like, you have notes, and you want to talk about them. I get. It. I have pages of notes based off your script, and you got a bunch of Wait, boring. Wait, I'm sorry. Front, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Pages like multiple pages. Well, technically, it's one page, <laughs> but, but you've it's on back in front. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pages. That that's good. Pages plural. I like it. Um, okay, we'll start. With, we'll we'll start with the offense. We'll start with the uh, the return, that venerable series, the zone running scheme. I mean, the mm. fact that they manhandled the 49ers up front in the run game with lots of power, bounce stuff that like had you know, some double teams, but mostly mano a mano chips, obviously on the ends, etc. And then you got to think Pittsburgh was like, "Ooh, we should probably expect that because we've got a premier pass rusher too, and they'll probably try and run at us that way." And they just went zone heavy, which was great. You saw multiple times, including the run we showed in the hotness, where guys are zoning out, right, and bringing, stretching out the line. And both Dylan and Aaron Jones did a phenomenal job of finding the backside cut, putting their foot in the ground, and getting upfield and just gaining positive yardage. It was, it was beautiful. Some of those, um, if you look at Ben Fennel's feed or a lot of the guys who do the, the All Twenty Two stuff on Twitter. There are just there are some great examples of textbook zone runs, um, really really beautiful stuff. So that I was really excited to see that because that really makes them such a problem for defensive coordinators as far as all right they can do not just the zone stuff which we've always known they can do they're predicated on zone mm-hmm. but 
they can go to man whenever they want. They can put in all these different like power concepts. Man, I'm telling you what, that is exciting shit, especially sitting here early October. You, the weather's about to turn, start really pounding the football. Man, I'm excited. I'm, I was really excited by that aspect of the game on Sunday. Uh, what else we when got? Oh, Amari. About it, when when, oh. when uh, Rodgers was asked about it on the show, he kind of, he wasn't like, he was literally asked, like, are you going to do more zone runs? And he was kind of right. like, ah, we'll predicate it based on the who we're playing, which makes sense. Yeah, well, really I think, you know, that's what they usually say, right? I mean, it's all yeah. about the opponent. And that's kind of been their MO. Um, one guy who helped make a lot of that go, especially on the perimeter, is Amari Rodgers. I tell you what, this kid, I know he hasn't had a ton of opportunity in the passing game. But this is how you get on the field. I want to show a play. Um, this is a Dylan run from Sunday. Watch him. Notice how his initial connection, his initial like beat with the the guy he's blocking, it looks like Dylan's going to have to go outside. But he does a great job of getting in position and making sure that that lane is there for AJ to cut inside. And it gets an extra six, five, six yards because of that. That's phenomenal work by the rookie and i'm telling you the tape from sunday is littered with stuff like that he did really really nice work in the run game and we all know Hmm. in green bay matt lafleur's offense the more you do that the more you put that on film the more you're going to get on the field and that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be calling plays for you but as a rookie you know these are the things you want to do so that Say you do go out there and they call a run, but Aaron sees whatever uh, across the line of scrimmage and changes it to a pass. Well, now you're a receiver on a passing play. You better be ready. And so far, Amari's been up to the task every time that he's been put on the field. This is how you get more opportunities. And it's just great to see from a young kid who, you know, especially with the acquisition of Randall Cobb, you do want like, you know, going up in someone's head, you're just like, God, you watch Randall Cobb making those plays and Amari has got to be sitting there at some point in the deep recesses of his soul thinking, man, that should be me. I'm supposed to be the slot Mm -hmm. guy. I was drafted, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they brought Randall in late in the day and blah, blah, blah. So this is how you respond to that. Like I'm going to get out there and when I'm given my opportunities, I am going to own defensive backs in the run game. I love it. I love this kid. I love his attitude. I love what he put on tape on Sunday. So uh, I got some offensive stuff to talk about, okay? And this is going to tie into later on when I'm uh, talking <laughs> about good. some nonsense that was reported. Uh, oh, you mean one, the blogosphere? Uh, the blogosphere segment is going to tie in. It's going to be like a thing where there's like going to be a tie egg, in, right? the, yeah, something like a callback. Yeah. Like you go, oh, yeah, I something like they that. They did that earlier in the movie. Okay, very good. All right, so here's some stats I pulled out while I was uh, watching the Patreon happy hour and listening to all these nerds talk about football, which is, you know, I glean a lot of things from the Patreon happy hour. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to – hey, I-, I love you, Patreons, but, you know, we know you're here this for the what we do at stuff. TV. Please, please join us. Support please us. Please pay us so money, Corey and then we're going to talk shit about you. completely shit on you. <laughs> I really don't care. Uh, okay, so because <laughs> those people who know I'm talking about them, they already know this, and I say this. They already know. So um, some things that I was searching for in the stats while I was watching Patreon that you may not have known is that uh, Aaron Rodgers is currently tied for third on uh, passes over 40-plus yards, which I thought was pretty fascinating. There are eight people in that race, right? So he's got right. three. 
Um, there's someone with four. There's a couple people with four, and there's uh, one person with six. But I thought that was pretty interesting when people say that Rodgers is kind of losing it a little bit, and him him himself worrying about the the illusion of of of. Uh, the illusion of uh, him, his age eluding uh, his athleticism, I think is what I'm trying like to say there. It, it, one leading into the other, like, oh, because I'm an older quarterback, that's why I'm losing my deep ball, right? You know, I think yeah. that's a natural so, kind of response to that, right? But I, what I said He hasn't night, lost the deep ball, though, according to the decision. He hasn't lost it. And how much of saying. this is predicated on, like, attempts? You know, like, yeah, Aaron's taking yep. his shots. You know what I mean? Like, hell, in the 49ers game, there's three attempts in that drive where they went three and out. That's just one drive. You know, it's like... Which, which that ties into my next stat, which is uh, Aaron Rodgers currently has 897 yards passing, uh, which is 26th in the NFL. So I think that does, the fact that he's taken a lot of shots, right? Missed, but still is up there tied for third with... Passes of 40 plus is interesting. Deep and also right. he has been sacked eight times. So that's 17th in the league, according to NFL.com, which is right in the middle of the road, which you got to imagine without Elton, Elton Jenkins this year uh, so far right. or, or later on in the season. And then no David mm-hmm. Bakhtiari for us to be in the middle of the pack in sacks, considering, you know, you know, the first game of Everything. the season, not really yeah, how far down the game plan they are? and where we yeah, are. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, I want to talk about Devante a little bit. So Devante is currently number one, numero uno. I didn't check. Uh, last. Yeah, yeah, it was after Monday night. Numero uno in catches in the NFL, which is, is pretty big. And he's number five in yards. So even all of that, considering, you know, Aaron Rodgers is throwing deep balls. Obviously, Devante's not his deep threat, right? It's typically MVS. Typically, but, um, right. Uh, currently Devante in four games is at a 12 yard average, which is above his career average of 11.89. And the only low he's got right now, he had 18 touchdowns last year. He's only got one touchdown right now. So it's like, you know, if you think about the last four, four games, we've really using, used Devante Jones and Dylan to get us the first down. And then in the red zone, right. he's not really looking for Devante. He's using him more as a decoy. Well, and as, what's funny, uh, I was going to say. A, yeah, a decoy. I think they've I think they've targeted they've called plays for Devante, but teams are really yep. rolling to him. You know what I mean? Like the the best play, the one touchdown he has is on the one where they they use the motion, right? To make it look like he was gonna go across formation and then quickly he comes back and throws it and touchdown. That's how he gets outside the of that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Outside of that, there's tons of exa- the touchdown to MVS in San Francisco, they they're com- the reason he's a kind of not open because they're playing zone, but they are rolling to Devante on the other side. Like Mm -hmm. that is the attention he is going to get. So the touchdowns, they will come in time. But to your point, um, the idea that, you know, it's funny. I thought about it a lot after last night's conversation on the Patreon happy hour regarding you're right in the sense of like, yeah, he's connected on more than a lot of people, right? He's taken shots. Some of them, yes, have missed, and okay, there's going to be conversations about, oh, why is this not connecting, whatever. But, man, over the, the breadth and width of the season, they're going to hit on a number of these plays, right? And you got to think, after 16 years, Aaron Rodgers, 17 years now, Aaron Rodgers knows the ebbs and flows of the game. To me, this comes back to something that um, we talked a little bit about uh, during uh, last night, during Carry the G even. But it's so funny how – because I asked Matt about the aggressiveness at the end of games. Like, they're up 27-10. 
and they're running AJ Dillon and they're ripping off five yards a run. And then they take that shot to Tunyon and Tunyon's wide open. Rogers just misses him. He underthrows him mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Yeah. And then they throw it a couple more times and then they give the ball over on downs and then, you know, whatever. So it's like, I'm sitting there in the moment, you know, go back and watch watch party. I'm like frustrated as hell. Same thing. Yep. When you took those three deep shots in San Francisco, right? I'm like, what are you doing? Yep. Just run the ball, blah, 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 blah. But then I had this kind of, kind of realization callback throwback in my head where Remember when Holmgren and Favre and those teams in like 95, 96, 97, they would get up in those scenarios, 27, 10. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they would go like Mike Holmgren would immediately go to run, 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 punt, run, 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 punt. And they would just play out the game. They've won a lot of games with 31 points where, yeah, we're winning and we probably could go for the dagger, but we're just going to like blah, 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 get it and get the fuck out of here. Right. And it yep. used to drive me insane. I used to complain all the time. Oh, Mike's so aggressive or so conservative with a lead. Like, oh, my God, it drives me insane, blah, blah, blah. And now I fast forward to this game on Sunday or even the one in San Francisco, and I'm like, oh, just run the ball. Just run the ball. Why are you so aggressive? <laughs> it's just funny. Like, it's like when it's summer, you're like, oh, my God, it's so hot. I wish it was yeah. cooled down. And then when it's winter, you're like, oh, my God, it's so cold. I wish it would warm up. Like, I understand as fans, we are never going to be satisfied. Because, like, if I can step back and be impartial, which one of those do I want more of? I want aggressiveness. I want a team, a coach, and a quarterback who's going to be like, you know what? We're going to close the deal right now. So I I apologize to Matt LaFleur. I apologize to Aaron Rodgers. Man, all gas, no fucking break. I'm on it. I'm on it. I was questionable there for a couple weeks. I'm back. You know, the whole time, Nagler, I'm waiting for the punchline of what you're talking about. And literally, the punchline should have been, oh, now I know how Corey Banky feels when he's listening to me. <laughs> so uh, good luck with that. Okay, so um, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers real quick before we go to the defense. Because uh, I just want to give a little bit. But okay. We'll, we'll yeah, have a because who was show. listening to you both of those times when you're like, oh, I want to be aggressive. I, now I want to run the ball. And, like, I've always been the person. I can I can go back to the tape many, many times, okay? And I oh, literally am telling you. Calling? No, not play, questioning play calling. Questioning where you're going, why aren't we being aggressive? Why aren't we being aggressive? Right. And I'm like, bro, we have the lead. We need to hold the lead. Oh, well, if we hold the right. lead, then we're basically surrendering the win. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works all the time. All right, and well, like, I, never, I, see, I, I have certainly never point. uttered the phrase, we're going to surrender the win. What, I've never that. said those. I've never made, made those words okay. work together in a sentence. That was just a very, life. it was a very long-winded I story, hear. and I was really hoping for a good punchline, and I just didn't. I, I didn't meet my expectations. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay? By the way, that was a phenomenal story, and most of the audience will enjoy it. Just because you've known me for 20 years, you're like everyone else understood what I was saying. And I just it. felt like I, I just felt like I was sitting there for both of those moments for a long time. You know what I mean? You not, were. Not well, you were privy. Yeah. yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So what else so did you want to say about wanna... the offense? Wait, hold on. I, it's about Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So there, there's All a couple right. things that I found pretty fascinating. And, and this is about Pat McAfee show and like his effect on uh, how Packers boring culture. it was this week. Oh, sorry. It was, was that out loud? it was, well, there, I didn't think it was that boring. I thought it was pretty interesting. Actually. I thought there were a couple things that he said that really stuck out to me. And, um, one is Aaron Rodgers not doing the Lambo leap makes me sad. Okay. It just makes me sad, okay? 
Hasn't he Why only is QB one okay? But I need, I need, I need you, QB one, QB one. Look, look at me on camera one. Okay. Wait, can we take Corey full for this? Because I want to oh, cut now this. I'm oh, God, now I'm you just lost Corey. <laughs> but you hear me, right? Look what you did, Corey. <laughs> look what you did. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening, right? <laughs> Wait, do I, have, do I have to carry this all by myself now? Can you we can take hear me, right? I can hear you, you perfectly. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, what, what did you do, Corey? Do I, don't have a Corey I don't know what happened. Let me uh, see. Let me this see, is uh... what you get. This is what you get for talking shit about me. This is what happens. See, this is what happens when you pick a stranger in the ass. You know, this is it. I'm just going to take I'm some reeking. super chats. I'm going to, I'm going yeah, to, I'm going to re- talk to the people on the chat. How about that? Let me know when we got Corey back. Oh, I see myself. <laughs> oh, Corey, try refreshing the call. This is, I did. I reconnected. I think have I'm you, good now. have you, have you unplugged? I see myself. Have you, have you blown on the cartridge? That's what I, I see myself. Do you guys see me now? Okay, people are talking about Jalen Smith on the chat. Smith is worse than Summers and Burks. All right, Gary, hold on. Relax. Relax. Just because you saw some clips on Twitter, just relax. All right. Jalen Smith breaking. Corey is surrendering the win. Corey is surrendering the win. Exactly. Surrendering the win. What does that even mean? My goodness. Why are we signing Will Smith's son? <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Uh, he had a perfect moment to do the leap and chose not to. Yeah, but Rodgers doesn't leap. He's leaped, uh, leapt, sorry, I think one time ever in his career. Like, you got Randall Cobb. Relax. It's all good, man. You got you got it. Oh, hey, looks and look, breaking news from Ian Rappaport. The Packers are, in fact, a likely landing spot for former Cowboys Pro Bowl linebacker Jalen Smith. They are finalizing details. Matt LaFleur putting it, swinging it around, saying, I want my guy, and they get his guy. Hey, man, y'all wanted them to sign someone. They signed someone. How's that? Um, all right. I will, while we're waiting for Corey, I'm just going to – it's going to turn into Packers Daily here a little bit. Because, you know, I got a script. I can hear you. I just can't. I can't. I just can't. uh, I can hear you. (laughs) I just see see myself. I've tried reconnecting. I don't know what's going on. Here is never surrendering the victory. (laughs) Cheers. Porkmaster, what's up, buddy? How are you? Are you all drunk? Jalen Smith isn't better than Summers and Burks. Y'all need the film. Uh, Jay Ricks, I've watched every down of every Packers game, both on the broadcast and all 22. Jalen Smith is better than Ty Summers. You need to relax just because you saw some shit on fucking Twitter. Slow down. Drive it back. Take, put it in reverse. Go back to wherever you need to get to. Take a chill pill. And then rejoin us. Kind of like Corey's doing right now. <laughs> uh, did Matt threaten to stop coaching? Matt didn't threaten nothing. I'm just drinking beer, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There we go. What else we got? I live in Dallas. Everyone here knows he sucks in capital letters. Great. Everyone knows that Ty Summers and Oren Brooks aren't great either. So what? Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Fans of the team know best. I, how how stupid of me. <laughs> I blame Jim, Le- Jim Leonard for Corey's stream. Mike, it's clear that Jim Leonard has <laughs> absolutely 1,000% hacked into uh, Corey's house and cut the feed. There's no doubt. Uh, J. 
Jalen Smith can play any linebacker position. Well, yeah, but so can my daughter. That doesn't mean she's good at it. You know, don't get it twisted. I ain't sitting here saying like Jalen Smith's some answer to anything. He's 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 a body at this point. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> the cow the Cowboys cut the wrong linebacker. I wanted LVE. They weren't cutting LVE. Come on now. He's actually played pretty well this year. What's funny about the Smith thing is, like, if you go back and watch the Chargers game, he was really productive, albeit he kind of reminds me of A.J. Hawk towards the end. Like, lots and lots and lots of tackles made eight, ten yards down the field. Okay, I think I'm back now. I think I'm back. Banky, are you back? Audio level good, yeah. Corey Banky, I see you. What's up? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, you know, Jim Leonard was trying to, to Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard was trying to get Leonard at you, buddy. Up. He was trying to get you. But you, you know, know what, Jim Leonard? <sighs> You're a terrorist. And Madison you know, is speaking, harboring a terrorist. Speaking of the Badgers, something's really been bothering me. Ooh, okay, You mean how much they suck? Yeah, they're terrible. But, um, okay, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to say. Okay, so sorry about that little break, you guys. I know that was compelling content for the you podcast listeners listening to Nagler. But, um, you know... <laughs> Uh, something about, okay. So Aaron Rodgers, I, I, he said two things. One was something when he revealed about his character that I think we all know, but he is really, it seems like, um, is fearing the age thing as we all do. Right. And, and there was this human moment that he had where I thought was really funny where, and he said, quote, I wasn't that unathletic guy yet who tripped himself and thinks somebody else tripped him. (laughs) <laughs> so there is this like <laughs> self-awareness uh to him that he's always had right and then the the second thing is you know to his book club there was something there's this the new book he's saying the 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 arrangement or uh i can't remember it's like four the agreements and there's four agreements and the and the one agreement it's like a self-help thing and he's explaining that one of the the agreements is uh is not to take things personally and i feel like him and i have had that in common it's that whole chip on your shoulder thing where it's like you know, it's so easy for me to take everything personally. And it's one of those things that we all like, like deal with. So while I do think like, I, I don't know, I just, there's so much insight into QB one. And I know we've been saying this for, for weeks and for the last year and a half since he's done Pat's show, but I, you know, say whatever you want, but I do feel like I've, I know QB one and it's, it's what he wants me to know, but I still feel like there's an advantage as a fan that I have to get his point of view about things. Oh, then I no can doubt. apply to my no life. Question. And I I'm actually enjoying that. I'm just, I'm actually, all I'm saying in this is that I'm, I'm pointing out that I, I enjoy that. And, and uh, you know, I find yeah, that okay. watching his think... show is actually important. It's more important than watching this show, obviously, but, but for, you know, it's helping <laughs> yes, me. Thanks. It's helping me. Aaron Rodgers is helping me. I, I appreciate that. I, I just, I'm glad you, 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 you couched that in what he wants you to know, because here's the thing. Like, yes, he goes on Pat and he does, you know, let us in a little bit. Right. But we also know that he was like, okay, Mr. Zen master, don't take it personally, blah, 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 was also texting teammates, talking, ripping on Brian Gutekunst for being Jerry Krause. You know, like, yeah, okay, that you got to, you can't square that, right? Like, Buddha ain't sitting there going, you know what? Uh, well, these guys fucked up. But it's guys something you're working Krause. on, Nick. You know I mean? Like, you know, I, I, and I understand that. Attempt, I get it. You're working on I drinking less. Despite my best attempts, oh, no, I'm working no, on. I'm not, I'm not working on that at all. <laughs> despite my best attempts i'm working on not taking every little nit personally and and i I appreciate that that's all 
I can move no, on. And I, hey, no, no, no. But to your point, I very much agree with what you're saying. I 100% agree. As far as like the idea that it, like, can you imagine if this kind of outlet had existed for Favre back in the day? You know, oh, I know he had his radio show with Homer, but like this idea that, you know, that's a local thing. Like this is legit on YouTube where yeah, it's national. I mean, I get mentions yeah. about it from literally all over the world in my Twitter feed. Yeah. When he says stuff on McAfee, you know what I mean? Like this idea that, it's just so it allows Packers fans to connect to their starting quarterback, obviously, but also just has a it's a touchstone for Packers fans worldwide to come together and like, oh, look what he said about this and blah blah blah. And obviously, whatever he says about the game or moments uh, around the league gets picked up and aggregated, and that's fodder for the national media. But to your point, as a Packers fan, I want to know who he is, what he's thinking. And it's just like an invaluable kind of resource or, you know, I don't know. It's just great. It is just great to have uh, that access more so than just his weekly auditorium kind of appearance, because we all know that that's very, very, very different. Um, all right. Let's talk about the defense. You just said what, what I said. Do... But, um, hey, no, I want to say one thing is that if Brett Favre had what Aaron Rodgers had, Brett Favre probably wouldn't have been the quarterback as long as he was for the Green Bay Packers. I'm just going to say that out loud, okay? So, you know, Maybe. Favre is very lucky. Favre I don't know. He's lucky. in Wisconsin, though, buddy. I don't know. You live in Wisconsin now. Maybe you should uh, get out a little bit more and learn about your uh, state brethren because uh, I think Favre would have played really well with a with – a... Oh, he would have played well. Like I'm that. just saying, like, if social media existed, Favre would be toast. Oh, well, that would have been a problem. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a problem. Let's just be real. Okay? All anyone has to do a... is find, the, <laughs> find the, the video of him in a Milwaukee establishment singing a certain Two Live Crew song to, to know what that's about. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's keep going. Talking about the defense. Okay. What to do at cornerback. So, you know, they, they picked up homeboy from – you know, uh, the Arizona practice squad. And I, I've already seen people saying that like, they'll throw him out there as a starter. Maybe they will, but I highly doubt it. I mean, don't forget, they got Yadam from the, the Giants, and he has starting experience. And they, they have Kevin King most likely coming back, although he hasn't officially cleared protocol yet. He did practice today. Um, you know, the, there's still a possibility of bringing KB on Ento up from the practice squad. Like, there are there are things they might do that maybe aren't obvious and or apparent like right now sitting here on Wednesday afternoon, but everyone kind of assuming that without Jair, oh my God, it's a fire drill. Like they'll have a plan. I just I know people are like freaking out because yes, the Bengals have a number of really talented wide receivers, but like football isn't Madden, it did, like in real life, obviously. You don't just line up this guy on this guy, this guy and this guy, go. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there will be yeah. a plan, whether that means more zone, more fire zone, more, more uh, single high, too high, whatever. I just, I wish people could just take a breath. Just take a breath. Like, yes, it's tougher. The, 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 uh, you know, the, the challenge is greater. There's no doubt about that without Jair, but like have a little faith, just have a little faith in not only 
the people that the personnel group has brought in, but also just the coaches. You know, I just I know Joe Barry had been, like had a wonderful career in the NFL as a defensive coordinator, but he's done all right these last couple of weeks. Let's let's let him let's see what he does. This is a great challenge. This is the kind well, of adversity and, and the, if you're, that coaches if you're love trying, to talk about. You know? If you're trying to look for uh, green shoots, um, then Eric Stokes interception week four. Okay, that's crazy. I had that down written down. How often do you see a rookie DB at two with a pick in week four? How often do you see that? I did not have time to I'm research that, but I I imagine it's pretty <laughs> rare for a rookie DB to get an interception in the NFL. Period. End of story. So, well, it does happen, but yes, in week point, four, hey, in week four, week in week four, one, two, like, three, or four, yeah, first happens, month of his NFL career. Yeah, yep, yep, I'm down with you. It's I'm pretty good. You. That's a um, lot more than some of that. Than, than some of that is a terrible throw from Ben, but yes, you still got to make the play right. And the fact that he okay, Tom Silverstein, no, okay, okay, that was your Tom Silverstein moment of Packer trans. A lot of ball game left. You literally were like. Oh, well, they are a terrible team because I'm just going to cherry pick the fact that I had Ben Roethlisberger instead of situational football, which is in the situation. He was in the right place at the right time because he's actually ascending faster than we expected. Okay. So far. You done casting aspersions or you just want to keep going? Yes. All right. Yeah. Wait. I'm done. Hold on. Well, for right now. Someone's texting me. Why don't you take us on to the next one? Because this is someone from the Packers. (laughs) Who knows? It might be fucking news. Uh, no. So we're gonna okay, go good. next to. So this is okay. Uh, so it's always like you said either for me to go. You said for me to go. Who's watching for the show or who's like I have no idea you guys are live. Here we go. So it's mostly they have no idea you're live. By the way, just so just I'm so you know. pissed. Mostly Keep going, Corey. Yeah, why don't you do it? Uh, Kenny Clark isn't messing around, people. Um, and holy oh, crap, I, is that true? God, it's ridiculous. Can I just say I love Kenny Clark. Like, I don't, there's not, you know, throughout my history on this planet, I've been watching the Packers since I was three years old. My grandpa took me to Lambeau Field when I was three years old. That was my first Packers game live. I have loved the Packers all my life. I've loved lots of Packers players. I've like fallen in love with lots of Packers players. Holy shit. I love Kenny Clark. Like, I just, everything about him, his, Ability, obviously, on the field, but just his demeanor, both on and off it. And, man, just the way he carries himself. And, oh, my gosh. You know how, like, pretty much through his career, he's been a slow starter. For a lot of his NFL career, he has started somewhat slowly early in the season. And then by November, December, he's wrecking fools. I mean, last year, Mm -hmm. obviously, he had the injury early. Then he kind of rounded yeah. into shape. And then by the end of the year, he's killing it. And he had a monster performance in the NFC Championship game, which no one remembers yep. because of a million reasons. But usually it's like, okay, I expect Kenny to take a little time. Holy cow. He has come out of the fucking Yeah, it hasn't happened this season. This year. Oh, he's been very, God. very reliable. He is outstanding this year. I love him. I absolutely well, and he's outstanding because he's disrupting more, which you're seeing him do. You're seeing him be the disruptor, which is very interesting, as opposed to in the in seasons past, you're seeing him be that second guy, not closing the gaps and taking on right. double teams, and you know. Well, but, his first yeah, he's step this season definitely just seems good. extra. Like this idea of like, there's a snap. I'm anticipating his ability to get across the line of scrimmage, whether he's blocked or not. 
you know, like whether he's single blocked or double teamed or whatever. And it's funny because I remember Corey Lindsley, kind of his exit interview on Extra Cheese last kind of off season, he talked about how, you know, I asked him, who's the toughest guy you've had to block in the NFL? And he said, I'm not even like blowing smoke here. Kenny Clark in practice gives me more trouble than anyone I've ever faced in the league, mm. you know? And I remember I'm just like, okay, really? And wow. If you really solo in on Kenny, especially early this season, I can see what Corey's talking about. He's just trouble, man. His quickness. Good luck for a man that size. I love it. And I do love, I think hopefully maybe a little bit, uh, the scheme changes helped, you know, he's not being asked to do, what he was under Mike. He's kind of, I don't want to say off the leash, so to speak, but man, he, he's just on another level this year. And I love it, especially early in the season. I love it. Um, and final, final note on the defensive side of the ball, Devondre Campbell. What a revelation. I mean, mm-hmm. inside backer. I remember all off season. I talked about how, yeah, I thought he would be good. I didn't think he'd be like, you know, I thought he'd be better than most of the guys they've thrown in there. That's not saying a whole lot, obviously. And I don't want to denigrate anybody on whether, whether it's, you know, Kirksey, whether it's Martinez, whoever, but my God, they got this guy on a $2 million a year deal for one year. Oh my God. What a signing. What a player, his hustle, his sideline to sideline ability, his athleticism, his fluidity with like having to, whether he's been tasked with, you know, finding whatever they're doing post-snap, I got to make the read, and there it is. There's the run, and I'm going to kill it. Or there's a back out of the backfield, or there's a tight end up the seam. Flip the hips, get upfield. He has been so fucking good. It's like, wait, what? That Like, I understand Arizona playing well on defense. They had a young guy they wanted to come in, but I can't believe Arizona let this guy go. Like I'm so happy. I, what what a find! <laughs> what a fucking sign! I'm in. Anything else before we uh, go to the Bengals? Oh, Banky. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now that um, I know nothing about the Bengals, so I'm sorry, people. I tried. Okay, we'll take a a very quick look at the Bengals. Uh, the run oh, pass balance dear. the Bengals have had this year has really helped Joe Burrow. Um, Burrow's talented. Don't get it twisted. But the fact that they're able to, or they, it's not even that they're able to run the ball. It's they've been able to stick with the run enough to help their young quarterback, which God bless them. Like, yes, a thousand percent. Yes. Like whatever the Eagles are doing, don't do that. If you have a young QB, <laughs> whatever the Bengals are doing, do that. Like no question. Um, also, look for Cincinnati <laughs> to attack the Packers' corners. They have a lot of talent at wide receiver. Mm. That is g- going to be that's it. An ever, that's finally, an evergreen tweet. That's yeah, an evergreen tweet right now. <laughs> it, is. it kind of is. I don't have to know uh, anything about the Bengals to be like, hey, I think we should attack the cornerbacks. Well, they, they, go, you know, they, they got a rookie, if you're a team with who else? If you're a team with Drek at wide receiver, you might like hold off on that. But the Bengals got a lot of talent at wide receiver. So... Uh, yeah, that's that's something we can definitely expect, which is why I think, you know, he'll probably a little more zone this week. Um, and finally, Jesse Bates uh, is a safety for the Bengals who was missing last week when Trevor Lawrence, you know, looked pretty decent against their secondary. He makes a difference. So 
watch if you're one of those types like myself who is constantly checking the opponent's injury report, etc., or the practice reports. Watch for Jesse. If Jesse Bates is up for this game, that's much tougher for the Packers. If Bates is down, the Packers have a, a much easier path. Um, and that's not to say, obviously, it's not the whole fucking thing, but um, he makes a big difference on their defense. So uh, that's something to look out for. Corey, you got anything else before we head to Blogosphere? Uh, no, I'm ready. I'm ready for Blogosphere. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. This week in the Packers That's right! It's this week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Corey Banky, I want to let you know, because I know how uninvolved you are most of this, but I want to let everyone, including yourself, know that Cheesehead TV has entered into a partnership with a Milwaukee rep. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a theater company in Milwaukee, Milwaukee rep, who are producing a show called Dad's Season Tickets. Can we throw up the, the, the graphic here? Look at this thing. I mean, Dad's cool. Season Tickets is literally... The, Corey, you're, you're going to like this, because I know you, like myself, are a classically trained actor, is a take, a Wisconsin-esque take on King Lear about... Mm. That's right, Dad's Season ticket Tickets. A new musical <laughs> comedy for football fanatics and people who love them who will inherit... Frank's treasured season tickets at Lambeau Field. The Kaczynski sisters empty every trick in the playbook on their way to relearning. The family isn't everything. It's the only thing. The quintessential Wisconsin musical will warm your heart and leave you rooting for the home team. And folks, if you're so inclined, please, please, please go to the YouTube channel. We have an interview with the playwright slash creative force behind Dad season tickets. I cannot stress this enough. I am so excited to see the show. It's one of the reasons we partnered with them. They legit kind of reached out to Cheesehead TV. And the moment I saw family drama centered around <laughs> Packers season tickets, Corey has lived this. I have lived this. I got to think mm, there, there are plenty of people in Wisconsin oh, yeah. who are like, oh, I identify with this. Um, just check it out. Dad season tickets. Also, Milwaukee. back in the day. Back in the day, the Packers had a lot more rules around the season tickets and who could inherit them, and there was a lot of patriarchy right, around that. it. So it's interesting all that it's like, that. you know, the Lear thing. Also, I like that four five fifteen. You gotta love that four five fifteen. <laughs> I like that in the in gotta the thing. Love it. Uh, I'm love excited it. to go there. So Nagler, am I gonna ha- am I gonna get invited to like the red carpet? Because I'm excited about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my I'm gonna wear my banky 1950s jersey that the Packers Pro Shop gave me. <laughs> Cause then I'll really, then it. I'll really, then you'll be you know, really cause then, you know, them, you know, you know, the Milwaukee elitists, they'll just be like, really? Wait, Somebody wait, wait, I'm you? sorry. I'm sorry. What happened? There are Milwaukee elitists. What? About Green Bay? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh fair point. Don't fair get point. me started. If Tom Silverstein um, hadn't right. read his art, hadn't, hadn't uh, made his <laughs> article known, uh, we would be talking about the fact that gold oh package. It's time for gold package to end, people. Like, let's be real about this. Like, let's. let's oh, all grow no, up. gold package stepped let's up on up. Sunday. Come on, come on. They Nagler. were good. They Coach, were good on Sunday. Coach was screaming Coach at him. This, come on. They, 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 they the rose to the. I think they rose to the occasion, like, and there has been no greater I think, I think, gold package. I think it's time. Like, I think it's time. 
critic than myself, but you know, I think they did, they did well on it's some. It's fine. It's fine, Nagler. I understand, and I, I agree. But it's like, you know, they got the Brewers and they got the Bucks. Do so they really need a gold package, too? No, they don't. No, it's fine. No, we they got don't. It. We got That's this. That's correct. We got this. But wait, before, we, before we move on, yeah, please, seriously, people, Dad season tickets, check it out in Milwaukee Rep. We're going to be doing lots of stuff around this because, A, I just love the idea, and B, you know, like, I love, A, supporting the arts, and B, if it's local to Milwaukee, this show had a sold-out run in Door County. Uh, by all accounts, it's hilarious. I obviously have not seen it yet, but I am definitely going to go see it. Uh, it they open. They just started rehearsals this week. Uh, they open in, uh, I think, a couple weeks, and then they run basically through the end of the year. If you're in the Milwaukee area, the first couple of weeks are already sold out. So get your tickets now. Go to the Milwaukee Rep website we'll probably be having some ticket giveaways at some point here on cheesehead tv but if you want to make sure you see the show be sure you check it out because i um, i'm telling you i'm telling you i can't wait i'm going all right i'm going people all right banky are you ready you ready to talk some shit about people who write negatively about the green bay packers it's not it's not about that it's not about writing negatively okay but Mm -hmm. You know, it's about cherry picking, okay? That's really my name that I'm going to pick today. And actually, uh, someone DM'd me this, and I'm not going to reveal who it was. Oh, boy. But, um, oh, boy. You know, Tom oh, Silverstein know had an article. You just said that, and I know the, who it is. <laughs> Tom Silverstein had an article in the Green Bay Press Gazette. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Yeah. He works for all of them. Come on, let's be real. It's, Packersnews.com, it's Gannett. people. Okay? Get that. Right. <laughs> Gannett. So the private equity firm hired Tom Silverstein to write this hit piece. Oh, that's story damn. Story. I mean, so, that's true, okay. but damn. So here's the thing, okay? If your point of view is if it bleeds, it leads, it will always oh, lead you to a negative story. And then you're going to cherry pick the thing. So if you go to Tom's article, he denigrates the San Francisco win because of their injuries, Right. Then he says the Packers injuries aren't a big deal because everyone has them. Okay. So that's a nit that I have, right? That is interesting. That is interesting. interesting, Oh, injuries against San Fran don't matter, but our injuries against San Fran. Oh, but then our injuries matter. Okay. He cites the offensive rankings to prove our offense isn't good. And I just gave you some little nuggets that, you know, again, it's cherry picking because you can show that our offense actually historically is doing in some different Just categories fine. better than yep. it has before. And who cares? We won the game. Plural. Plural. So he Correct. cites the offensive rankings to prove our offense isn't good, but then he doesn't cite the defensive rankings because that doesn't fit his narrative. Right? So it's like, you look at the defensive rankings of the Green Bay Packers and they're pretty damn good. But let's not talk about that because my narrative is that the Green Bay Packers are are the worst three in one team that the world has ever witnessed oh God. in twenty. Oh no, are we back to like the worst thirteen and three team we've ever seen. I mean, that's basically that? what he's saying, right? That's basically what he's saying, right? It's like it's like, oh, don't worry about situational football. Don't worry about right. placing wins and wins mattering, right? Even though right, wins right, are right. how it get you in the playoffs, that will get you this thing that's called right. the Lombardi Trophy. That this thing that you yep. get to take home. That we have third. Well, we have thirteen world championships, but we have know, four we have, of them. What? Yes. We have four, four of those, those right? Total to that fifth one. Yeah. So yep. it's just interesting to me that just, just, does, do these people think we're stupid? <laughs> That's really my question. 
<sighs> okay, and I'll, now, I'll, I'll just now say on the this. flip side. Okay, hold on, okay. hold on. I got one more thing to say. All right, all right. On the flip thing. side, right. on the flip side, he's getting exactly what he wants from me, and I know this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. It's so as true. usual. Nagler, as usual, I've been played. Tom Silverstein is one step ahead of you, Banky, at every yep. turn. At every Pretty turn. Much. I love Spoon. I love Spoon. I'll tell you what, because Spoon, I know, more often than not, Spoon can take a dispassionate view and look at the facts, right? And look at what is actually happening. But, you know, if there's a game like you saw Sunday, sitting there at 3-1... and one, not much going on. We even said like on Carry the G and 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 we I think they talked about it last night on Pax what she said. It's like it's a bit, you know, they won, but it's not like not crazy amount of shit going on around this game. Like, okay, what can I write about? Well, they haven't been great. They've been good, but they haven't been great. Because <laughs> I know Packers fans are gonna be like, bah, 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 bah. I'm playing Corey Banky, like bah, bah. like Yep. Mission accomplished. He literally, I, well I, done, I guarantee buddy. you, I, I guarantee you, he had me. He had me or a or the archetype of me. An know, archetype, as, like yes. a little, Probably a, yeah, he had a, a mix of yourself, he had the other archetype. Twitter He's people. Blocked me who, out. <laughs> he hasn't blocked you on Twitter, though, has he? Not yet. But uh, I didn't, I didn't tweet him. him. I, I subtweeted yeah, him. Right, right. So, you know. I was going to say, I was going to say, like, if you tweeted him, like you tweeted Bob McGinn, you'd be blocked in a <sighs> But you haven't. So that's smart on your part. That's well done. That's <laughs> well done. Um, you ready to go to uh, you? I know. I just because you don't look very smart. But uh, you ready to go to true. some comments? Some yeah, viewer yeah. Comments? I'm ready for that. Questions? I hope Paige you? is ready because uh, here we go. Paige, go from the it's bottom. Your time to shine. I think, you, I think you did some of them though, didn't you? But we're gonna we're gonna do the super. I didn't chat do again. one. No, no. I so, uh, I was going to, but I had. I had faith that you would return from your blackout, so um, I did it. not touch any of the any of the super chats. All right, thanks for super chats, guys. Massimiliano Margagliati, who I love saying his name, <laughs> totally committed to the Packers' way. Gilmore or Sherman, only eager for money, or a guy eager for success? No brainer to me. Go pack, go. Did you get all that, nigga? Can I just say, M, you carry the motherfucking G. This cat, like, doesn't even live in this country and is like, I carry the G. What's up, Wisconsin? Because I had so many people in my mentions today bitching about Brian Gutekunst not making a trade, whatever. Man, people out in other parts of the world carrying the G. Thanks, Sam. And we got Porkmaster. Porkmaster, thank you. This Stefan stuff is the first time I got bit. Didn't bite on J.J. Watt or others, but Devontae stirring shit up with his call me comment got me. My brain said no cap room, but my heart said it could happen. I'm dumb as fuck. No, you're not. I you love just, that Devontae even Devante even admitted that he was just trying to stir shit up. Like, he legit said it in his presser today. That's what like, he I does, though. He's been they doing that for a while. They all do. They he loves all do. It. Aaron yeah. does it. I, you know, yeah. They get together like, hey, what if we posted a picture of Clay Matthews? Blah, blah, blah. Like, they just want to get you guys going. <laughs> of course. I would do the same thing do. if I had that power. Oh, this is why I should, percent. I should. This is why I should probably never get the blue check mark because if I had it, I would. <laughs> You know, with great power comes great responsibility, I guess. Um, Eric Wooden, thanks for the super chat. With Aaron Jones as a premier back and A.J. Dillon as Quadzilla, why not run two back sets and really confuse the defense? Thoughts, P.S., love you guys. Go, Pat, go. Interesting Thank you, you say that, Eric. 
Uh, they did um, a handful of times on Sunday. I hope we see more of it going forward. Um, one iteration of that, one word for that is pony, pony backfield. They have two halfbacks in the backfield together. They did it, I want to say three or four times against the Steelers. I hope we see a lot more of it. The biggest kind of moment for that package was when they had a run to the right where they sent Aaron Jones in motion to the left, and then Dylan got a call, run to the right, significant yardage. I'm I'm with you, man. Like, the more they can put them back in the backfield together, the better. Because I think it's just – there's so many things you got to think about as a defense and defensive coordinator. You could run it. You could pass it. You could throw a screen. You could throw – like, you could keep both of them in to protect. Like, there's so many things you can do there. Uh, I'm with you, 100%. Hope we see more of it. Porkmaster, here's to never surrendering the victory. Cheers. <laughs> that's gonna be a that's gonna be a trick. That is it. Maybe. That is Porkmaster's like on it, it or baby. Not, don't surrender. Surrendering the victory. The victory. Don't surrender the victory. <laughs> David Ashman, thanks for super chat. Remember the S Summers attempt of a tackle on Kamara last year? Because I do. <sighs> we all remember. It, it was suspect. You know, I will say though, Ty Summers has played better this season. He hasn't been, obviously, he's been called into spot duty because of injury. He hasn't been the liability this season so far that he was last year. Now, maybe he has to play more if Barnes is down, although Barnes did practice today. Hopefully comes out of the concussion protocol and teams can't scheme him up, right? Um, but hey, you got to give Ty his due. Like, he knows who he is. He's a special teams guy who sometimes has to fill in when guys are go down. And man, you know, I, I understand that, you know, Packers fans want every player to be great. And I know this is probably, we, we, we talk about these super chats well after they're put up. And I think this is in response to the Jalen Smith stuff we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Ty Summers knows who he is and Packers fans should recognize who he is. He's a down the depth chart, depth guy, great special teams contributor who, you know, break glass only in a case of emergency when it comes to playing from scrimmage. And for that role, he's been pretty good so far this year. So I like, I hear you, but he's, he's, he's holding up his end of the bargain in my eyes. I had to, I, I had to bring my little thing down because the sun is really going down. The sun is destroying right now. you. We need to make transplants later Luke, in the day. Is what we need to do. Luke Carnes. Thanks for super chat. Weekly cheese head TV appreciation fund. Appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, Luke. Thank you, buddy. Porkmaster. Very nice you. Porkmaster, you know what's nice? The Packers are damn good. Frustrating sometimes, but we are pretty lucky. I couldn't agree more with yes. that sentiment. What, what, what's all Uncultured. <laughs> Uncultured. If I drink the finest of beers during Packers games, does that make me a northern Wisconsin elitist? <laughs> okay. No. No, because here's That's the thing. outstanding. Okay. It is impossible to use the words in the sentence in a phrase northern wisconsin or northeast wisconsin elitist there isn't it doesn't it's an, it's like it doesn't exist right it just doesn't exist it, there's no you know <laughs> just like like even northern wisconsin you know it's like central wisconsin elitist yeah southeast wisconsin elitists yeah that's what you're that's what you're looking did you for. just call my parents um, elitists is that what you just did no right. i didn't they're not awesome. in central i'm talking about right. madison come on uh, right. Is this the right. bad place? RJS thirteen thirty one. I think that was. This is the great fans. place. The Packers have thirteen championships, more than any other team in the history of the league. 
This is a great place. Carry the G, Stanley people. Williams. Right here. Stanley right Williams. Here. Thanks for Super Chat. Business is Razul. <laughs> so funny. Get it? Get so it? Only, so only 100 people made that joke on Twitter today. But well done. Thank you, Stanley. <laughs> oh, here we go. I got Yeah, I got one more. I got oh, Tyler Herrick. We'll end it with Tyler Herrick. Tyler, uh, what's up, buddy? Tyler Herrick, Damoski, Ari Smith. Other teams are still courting him per sources. The Packers are the favorite, but told he's not informed anyone of his decision yet. Oh, who gives a so shit? So there you go. You know, now we're really, truly. <laughs> some <laughs> linebacker is going to make or break this team. Come on now. Brian, Brian, Sturgeon Bay doesn't get snooty. You you cannot count people from Chicago or Milwaukee <laughs> that pollute Sturgeon Bay, okay? That's oh Sturgeon God. Bay pollution. That's summer pollution, See, okay? This is what we need. We need a hyper-specific podcast slash stream about Corey Banky. Like picking apart and or defending and or extrapolating on Wisconsin as a place like that. Needs to well, it's happen. fun that, because what, that's what's content fun, for Cheesehead TV right there. What's fun for my point of view about Wisconsin is that now that I live here, I think I know everything, which is like classic me. Right. It's right. just like, oh, yeah, I know. But, but it, like, I was born and raised. Is, I, w- I was born here. Left. I was very, born very here. Young. Yeah. W- wandered the country for 40 years and then came back to Green Bay. And now I know it all about Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, but I do agree with that. It is fun though. My point of view is kind of new. It's like I have uh, I have Virgin eyes as it was, as it is in years as it were, and senses as it, about Wisconsin as it were. Yes, as it were. Definitely. Uh, hey, thanks um, to Super Chat uh, RJS oh, thirteen thirty one. It's Gio Gio Comini Lombardi Massimiliano Go Pecco. All right. <laughs> Gia Camini, former former Packers tackle who actually won a Super Bowl ring with the Seattle Seahawks. I love it. Tyler Herrick's like, why did you read that? That was for the chat. Because you wrote it, Tyler, and I thought it was some news. So I was gonna it was gonna break some news here on this old Packer transplants now that we're back to the boring segment. So uh Nagler, are you what do you got to say? Yeah. It's, let's, it's, I gotta say, hey, 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 Um, I want to give a shout out to all our Patreon members. Uh the Patreon super fucking Fans are amazing. Like, if you want to join just to support Cheesehead TV, like, we don't tell people that, like, you get the super inside, like, different access than everybody else when it comes to the team. But it is a community that has grown and really, it's kind of, it's kind of great. Like, I was talking about it on Daily this morning. We have such great chats every single week. Sometimes people throw down. Sometimes it gets a little tense. But more often than not, it's just great Packers talk with great Packers people who are all, and this is the thing I really want to stress. And the thing that I'm kind of most proud of when it comes to Patreon and the happy hour is like, it's a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds, like very different backgrounds and very different beliefs sure. and very different kind of views of the world. But we all share our love and a passion for the green Bay Packers. And it just kind of hit me last night while we were having a happy hour. It's like, man, there's nowhere else on this earth that I would talk to people from all these various different places, whether it is like, we literally have, there's a guy who checks in from his truck. He's a truck driver who, who checks in periodically, you know, not every week, but every other couple weeks. It's like, Oh, where are you driving now? Oh, I'm down in, you know, driving from LA to Arizona or I'm in the Midwest or whatever. Uh, Two, we have people in London, Berlin, 
Uh, we have obviously Charlene, our our obviously superstar Patreon member, who checks in from the Philippines every week. Like, and it's incredible to see just this community that has been built up. And at the start, it was very much about you know yeah the pandemic's happening. Like we want to do something like it's a little different, get people together. But it's really grown into a community that I really, really cherish. And I want to thank everyone who has joined. If you want to join, please feel free. Patreon.com slash Cheesehead TV. All we ask is $5 a month. It supports literally everything we do. I completely understand if folks can't join Patreon, but you still want to support Cheesehead TV. So just hit like, hit subscribe, like tell your friends and tell your family. That's what we do. We're all about Packers fans. Corey, you got anything else until we uh, before we head out? Two things. Can you add your note? Somebody saying we need to get a "Don't Tell Me to Sit Down" bumper sticker, which I think is a great idea. Oh, that's a good um, idea. <clears throat> so I'm on it. Let, yeah, write write that on your list. On and it. then uh, this the second thing um, was yeah, happy hour. Oh, I think we should make a Patreon level for uh, executive producer or associate producer of Carry the G. That's what we're missing right now. We need that. We need that. Uh, we need that. Somebody's right. going to want to be, you know, it might, it might be something that some works. people are interested in. So that would be kind of cool. Yep. No, but uh, yeah, like it. it's fun. You know, uh, what? if you join the Patreon happy hour, my new thing is I always play highlights of the game. Um, so <laughs> if you just want to sit there and watch highlights of the game, um, you're, you're going to get that. you covered. So that's, a, that's, an, that's <laughs> added value, people. That's added value. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, that'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. What do we like to do? Put the best what out there. Come on, Nagler, help me out. Best five, all right? Best five. <laughs>